things will hopefully change as well in our healthcare system when it comes to racist bias. Now, we've heard a few stories over the last few years uh, about certain situations involving Indigenous patients and their treatment and uh, doctors' biases against them. Now, there's some new research coming out of the UFC that reveals what those biases really look like. Uh, We're going to get into it right now with two guests joining me on the show. We've got Dr. Pamela Roach, who's the Director of Indigenous Health Education at the Cumming School of Medicine out of the University of Calgary. Dr. Roach, good afternoon. Thanks so much for being here. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. And I, we also have clinical assistant professor at the Department of Medicine at the Cummings School of Medicine, also at the University of Calgary. Dr. Shannon Ruzicki is also here as well. Dr. Ruzicki, excuse me. Uh, thank <laughs> you for being here as well. I wrote it down phonetically, and I think I still made a mess of it. I, thank you for your patience. Thanks for being here. It's a hard last name. Ruzicki. I think I, I think I got there. Okay. That's perfect. Well, you know what? Let's let's ask you about this first, Dr. Ruzicki. Uh, can you explain a little bit about what this research is, what this entails, before we get into exactly what it is that this reveals? We sent a survey to all practicing physicians in Alberta, and we sent it through our regulatory bodies and through our associations. And we asked a bunch of questions, but at the end, we asked the physicians to tell us what they, how they feel towards Indigenous people and if they had a preference for white or Indigenous people. And uh, Dr. Roach, now let's, let's go to you. What were some of the results then of, of this study? It sounds like you came back with some pretty revealing information. Yeah, um, we did. We actually found that that 8%, just over 8% of the physicians that replied to the question about how they feel towards Indigenous people replied that they felt unfavorably towards Indigenous people and a quarter, so 25% um, answered that question if they prefer white or Indigenous people. They said they prefer white people over Indigenous people. Yeah, so that's that's quite a lot and I think even um, if we factor in for the you know, the the anticipation that a lot of people answering the survey would have um, maybe answered in a way they thought was more socially acceptable if, if there was a lot of perhaps surprising honesty in the answers. But I wonder, though, if, and, and you're right, I mean, there is surprising honesty in those answers, but I wonder if then it, we're sort of missing those unconscious biases that, that are carried as well. Do you think that there's a way to even parse those out or, or find those out? Uh, Dr. Ruzicki, what do you think? We did have some questions about those unconscious biases. We used an implicit association test to try to get at whether people have unconscious associations between Indigenous and white faces. Um, We did find that two-thirds of Albertan physicians had these unconscious biases. We focused less on those results, even though I do think they're important, especially in healthcare when you're making quick decisions under a lot of pressure or when you're really fatigued. But we talk more about the explicit bias because those are people reporting that they feel negatively towards Indigenous people versus the implicit biases. We're not sure how much they affect clinical decision-making, but I agree. The unconscious biases um, were also kind of startling in this study. So what does then this turn into in terms of the treatment that Indigenous patients receive? Because as I mentioned, I mean, there have been there have been multiple stories uh, that have gotten a lot of attention, specifically over the last couple of years, as I feel like we're, we're paying attention in maybe a different way societally when it comes to reconciliation efforts. Uh, how does this 
How does this manifest in terms of that clinical treatment, at least from the perspective of Indigenous patients? Dr. Roach. Yeah, I think uh, we can look to a lot of the stories, and I always make a point of, of saying when I'm when I'm teaching, right, that every story that makes it to the news, we know that there's dozens and dozens that don't. Um, so there's lots of high-profile cases. There are some cases um, within Alberta, the, the death of Lillian Vanessa, there's the death of Joyce Eshaquan, the death of Brian Sinclair, um, but there's also other evidence that's come out of the province in the last couple of years around the, the way we can actually measure um, the fact that Indigenous people, when they go to the emergency department, are not triaged in the same way that non-Indigenous people are, um, that they're not treated for or admitted to hospital for treatable conditions, and they more often die from treatable conditions because of the way they're treated. So we can see a huge range of implications for the treatment and the clinical outcomes for Indigenous patients in the healthcare system that are just not not okay. And now we have people actually telling us where it's happening and that they're the ones doing it. So how do you address something like this? I mean, it's one thing to to conduct research and to be able to get some honest answers. How do you how do you make a change or approach this, Dr. Ruzicki? And that's the most important question. And for us, what we're trying to do with this study and this research is to to look these issues squarely in the face. Because I think a lot of our discussions around race, racism, uh, colonization, anti-Indigenous bias is really uncomfortable and people don't like to talk about it or they like to talk about it as something that happens in other places or is because of mistakes. But I think that these results really make us sit down and like look this in the eye and say like this is what our colleagues are saying this is what our peers are saying this is what maybe some of us are saying and it's wrong and we need to address it and so looking this result in the eye saying some albertan physicians have explicit anti-indigenous racism is i think a really good first step and then obviously we need to build off of that but we can't do anything unless we really sit with the discomfort and really pay attention to this issue. Let me just follow up here because I want I want to clarify. Are we talking about um, a study that only asked about Indigenous patients or are, are we finding that some of these doctor, doctors that admitted a bias against Indigenous patients also held that against other races as well? In our study, we focused on uh, anti-Indigenous bias. We asked other questions too about the experiences of anti-Black racism, sexism, maternal discrimination. Those results are published in another manuscript and people did report differences in their experiences of the workplace based on their race or ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it would be shocking to me to hear that there was only one type of discrimination uh, going on in Alberta healthcare system, but we did focus on anti-Indigenous racism for this part of the study. Dr. Roach, you mentioned uh, that there was something to be said about the power imbalance felt between patient mm. and doctor, and, and maybe that sort of speaks to some of this bias. Can you expand on that, elaborate a little bit what this power imbalance might mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so I think um, we saw this in some of the comments that were provided. So not only did some of the physicians answer the questions in this way, they also provided comments um, about how they felt. And some of those comments were quite startling as well. Um, and a number of them focused on this this idea of reverse racism, uh, which for me not only misunderstands the the fact that racism really is 
about power and one group being dominant over another group and the reinforcement of that power. But when patients are going in to seek care, they're in very vulnerable points in their life, right? Um, they're seeking help and there's people in a position of power who have the ability to chart, you know, messages to their, their colleagues we'll see later um, and to control that narrative and to control the treatment that someone gets. And so I think we really need to look closely because these people who have these explicit biases um, can and do have the power to make decisions that deeply, deeply impact people's lives and in some cases um, actually, you know, end people's lives, right? We've seen that. There was the ruling in the Joyce Eshaquan case that the nurses involved there were actually... Um, her death was up, was the result of racist treatment within the healthcare system. And so I think we need to start thinking about accountability um, and what that looks like beyond the important pieces of education and training, but how do we have Indigenous-led accountability structures so that we can make sure that people, when these things are happening, people are being held to account in appropriate ways to prevent other people being harmed. Dr. Roach uh, and Dr. Ruziki, thank you both so much for being here and for touching on this. It's it's great research. It's really important. And uh, I can't thank you enough for having this conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Dr. Pamela Roach is Director of Indigenous Health Education at the Cummings School of Medicine under the University of Calgary. And Dr. Shannon Ruziki is a Clinical Assistant Professor at the Department of Medicine at the Cummings School of Medicine, also at the University of Calgary.